Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Lady Frost. So thank, thanks for joining us today, Lady Frost. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, Lady Frost. Um, I am really wait, excited. Wait, before we start, yeah. I don't know what O Face stands for, but it doesn't sound very proper to me. So you, you have explaining to do. I have a good explanation. So when I started okay. this podcast, I'm really big on like a name meaning something rather than it just being random. So yeah. Ember Moon is, you know, basically my favorite wrestler. Um, when she was on the Indies, her finisher, the Eclipse, it was called O-Face. So that's ah. where I got it from. Because I wanted... I originally wanted to call the podcast Eclipse Wrestling, but when I was searching online to make sure there was nothing like that, there was a page on um, Facebook called Eclipse Wrestling. So I was like, I can't yeah, yeah. do that. You know, I, I wanted my you know name to be 100% unique, nothing out there like it. So I was like, well, her finisher was called O-Face on the Indies, so why not go with that? And there's nothing out there, no podcast or wrestling page. So I was like, so I did. I did Google O-Face just to see what, what kind of meaning it has, so I understand why you're asking me that. <laughs> so I was like, I was hoping, I hope no one really knows that, you know, but it has a legit meaning and a name, so. Okay. But now I have a question for you. So your name, Lady Frost, your character and all, how did you come up with the Lady Frost character? Well... Um, I don't know if I've answered this question in a while. I was named uh, by one of the big companies. The first time I was on television, they named me Jamie Frost. And I despised the name Jamie, actually. And I didn't know if I could own it. Um, I was still working with my husband at the time. And we were doing like a lady and a gentleman act, which we are in real life. And we continue to do. So I just kind of took on lady as my first name. Um, because it was a quick transition and I already had a little bit of media following with like the Jamie Frost thing. So that's how that came to be. But the character kind of evolved with personality traits and what Frost kind of meant to me. Was I cool? Was I cold hearted? Was it a mixture of both? Uh, but Lady really comes from Lady and the Gentleman with my husband. Okay, I, I like that. Um, and as far as like the whole like frozen frost kind of thing, I'm assuming like you're really big into winter or Christmas or something like that. Lady Frost is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's really cool. I was always interested in, you know, learning more about the character because I like when, you know, you're in your matches and you'll do like the whole snowball fight and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool because I went to the, um, the event that you were at at Primetime Wrestling last year, your husband was actually throwing like little snowballs and all. I thought that was really cool and that was really funny. Yeah. So I've gotten to see you wrestle three times live, which I think is awesome. And I have to ask too, because from my research, you've been wrestling since 2018, correct? Yeah. So you've been wrestling for two years and I could have swore you've been doing this a lot longer because how good you are. How did you get so good so fast? I appreciate that. I don't feel like I'm that great, but um, I'm probably my own worst critic. I was a gymnast, so if you want to talk about a little bit of choreography, dance, coordination, that's where that comes from. Ring awareness, I feel like, you know, we're in a square. The floor exercise in gymnastics was a square. Your tumbling passes, everything goes at a diagonal or across. Um, 
and I managed for about two years. I managed my husband and I would remember spots. I would hear certain phrases, um, just moments, right? I was connected more with the fans more than they were in the ring. So I, it was like that visceral reaction behind me. So I just, I was engulfed in all of that. So I had the emotions. I had that element of like, it was real to me because that was the first time I was really experiencing live wrestling, watching him. Um, and I think I just, I took it all in and like, I wanted to be good at everything immediately. Right. Like I just, I wanted to engage with the crowd. I wanted my match to be perfect. And like, I don't know, practice really, but, um, you know, it's been hard with the, the world kind of shut down. I haven't had as many matches as I would like this year, but I hope that I'm still getting better with, with every match. That's the goal. Yeah, because, like, your matches at Goddesses of War against Riley Shepard were just, like, amazing, especially that last one. Like, that was the main event, and it was deserving to be the main event. I mean, you two killed it, and especially... I, the, I know that's cheesy, but, like, that was my first main event, and it was... I don't know, it's kind of a big deal. I, I don't think a lot means things, like for real I, to people anymore but like that it meant a lot to me that they gave us the opportunity to kind of shine in that spot and I really wanted to fulfill that spot like main event I wanted it to feel like it was a main event and it was it was a really good time it was cold outside to my favor but um yeah we had a fun match yeah and it like and that really shows a lot about the confidence that they had in YouTube because Everyone, you know, all, I remember a lot of the fans around us, even me and my wife, we thought that casket match was going to be in the main event. It, it it fit the theme of the show, but no, they put you and Riley as the main event because, they, you know, they obviously must have known that you two were going to kill it. And it was just such a fun match, too. The fact that you actually had the ice bucket and stuff like that, I thought that was a really cool spot. I'm surprised that you didn't, like kick her head off because that that move at the end when you kicked the ice bucket off I was like wow like you, you did that so perfectly just you know for her not to obviously really get injured and stuff like that I thought that was a really cool spot during the match I hope the match gets released like I haven't even seen it back I've seen a little bit of like fan footage um but to watch it in its entirety I think it's going to be really exciting I'm sure I'll hate it and hit pick it and you know be like oh that was awful because <laughs> um I know when we were out there, it felt, I don't know, it just feels different, right? Like, it feels like a fight. It feels like it meant something. We had a lot of cool moments in there, and we got our asses beat, really. Like, it was it was a brawl. It was. Like, it felt like a good, like, bad blood feud. And, like, I don't know. Have you ever worked with her prior to the Goddesses of War events? Because it seems like you two, you know, have so much chemistry. So actually, we worked together two years ago, and I only had a couple matches in, like under a dozen. Like I was super, super green. Um, she was a little bit newer, also. Like we'd both grown a ton in the last two years, um, and we didn't have like a great match. I remember the canvas was loose, and like we were tripping all over the place. And like um, chemistry was there, it just didn't have the making for a great match. But we had met, we had been in locker rooms together. Um, I was training somewhere that she was training for a little bit. So we had crossed paths, but we had not worked together, like really like done anything or trained together. Um, two shows ago was the first time we really 
got to commit to a match and then everyone loved it so much they wanted the rematch and you know justifiably so we had a double count out there was no real winner and I think that kind of made the match feel pressing right like we were both really eager to win and we kicked it off with that tone like we weren't playing around like this is this is for keeps mm -hmm. can we expect another match like do you think this will be a trilogy or I don't know I don't think it's up to me so and that's one thing like I know when people talk about their character and whatnot I think what's asked of us you know we're, we're independent contractors so we can say yes or no to whatever we want um generally you know you see the colder side of lady frost and some promoters they want the cooler side right like um smiley is not the real mean vicious side if you want to say healer baby i do what's asked of me if i feel like it's appropriate and it's still within my character boundaries um but for for the two of us i kind of feel like i don't know what's left other than like a tlc match um <laughs> or you know, it's just back to basics. I feel like we we had our feud. Like, yes, I would like to beat her. I would I would love another shot, but it's not for a championship. And I think that should always be kind of in the forefront. If you're going to wrestle somewhere, you want to be at the top of the promotion. You want stakes to to be the best there. So I don't know. We'll see what's in the cards. We'll see what the fans want, the promoters want, and go from there. Yeah, I definitely think the fans would love another match, but like you said, it just depends on, you know, the promoters as well and all that. And, you know, we don't know when their next event's going to even be because they, they even mentioned, you know, with COVID, you know, you really don't know. I mean, you can't really do any more outdoor events because of, you know, it's right. they're coming and stuff like that. So I mean, I can do outdoor events all through winter, but... You can, <laughs> but... It's a little different because at least when you're out there, you're moving around, you're staying warm. Us fans got to sit there in the cold, and that's not too fun. I, I did that at a football game years ago, and it was miserable. Like, I don't know if I'll ever put myself through that again. I mean, unless they did, like, the car, you know, because I know um, it was at their the July event. They had, like, the car spots, and they could do something like that. But it's it, it just the idea of watching a wrestling event, like, in a car just seems kind of weird. I know. I saw some drive-through or drive-up events, and like it's okay for a movie on a big screen. And if you were going to put hard cam on a on a big movie projector screen, like that would be one thing. But it's hard, and I I think too for performers, right? Like we feed off of reactions. Like I want to see people. I want to see your your O face if it's an O shit, right? Excuse my language. Um, but it's really that's the best part about independent wrestling is getting to connect with the fans. You're not just on a stage and people are so, so far away that, yes, you have to project to the back row, but, like, if I want to mess with someone in the front row, I'm right there. Like, I can give it to you. And, you know, now social distancing is a little rough, but, like, I just have to scream from a distance. And, like, but that's the fun part. You see little kids running around going crazy, and, like, if you're sitting in a car, all of that goes away. It's just silent. Exactly. And that's why, like, I love going to indie events because of just, like, the interaction with the wrestlers and stuff like that. And you actually, when you came out for your entrance, you yelled at me and told me that I need to stand. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and I had that on camera. But I feel like very grateful that I got such a good video of you with the ice bucket and the moon salt off the top turnbuckle because there was this guy yeah. who was walking around the ring the whole time. He was like literally like in front of me and my wife almost the whole show, like video and the match. And I I missed out on so many opportunities to get like good videos and pictures and stuff like that but just luckily during that moment he was not in the way so I'm glad I got that but yeah that was, that was great footage that's been passed around like my poor dad I was like so this is what I did this weekend <laughs> I sent him that footage and he just he doesn't even know what to say he's like cool looks good <laughs> like looks good but it's different when fans get excited like that's it means so much more and especially when you get to see that like that close up i'm sure everyone was cringing for an ice bucket challenge when it's 30 degrees outside or whatever it was but that's the that's the fun part yeah i remember and that was like a big thing when everyone was doing like the ice bucket challenge and stuff like that i'd never do that but i like how you brought up the fact that you're bringing it back and stuff like that that was definitely <laughs> a really cool moment uh, so now the next question I have for you. So we, we already talked about how you started in 2018. That also was the same year you were on Monday Night Raw in a match versus Asuka. How did you get such a, you know, a big opportunity so early in your career as well? Uh, I'll just say it was luck. My husband had an extra spot and I uh, just filled in. I emailed that I was his manager. They invited me to come along to the loop. and um, you know, they asked me to cut a promo, they got me in the ring, and really I had like two months of kind of training, which was just like rolling, bumping, I could barely lock up, um, but I don't know, they liked what they saw, and they gave me a shot, that was it, really, it was just luck, I was at the right place, they didn't really have um, other females there, I guess, for that spot, and they thought I was capable, so that's how that happened, and that's where Jamie Frost came from, um, and I guess it all snowballed from there. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> so how did it feel like being... I, like, <laughs> as I say things, I cringe. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, and it, and it works with the, you know, the conversation. But, like, how did it feel like you're fighting Asuka? Like, you're two months in the training and all that. You're, and Asuka's a big deal, you know, like, wow. I know, and even... I don't... So... She was, I think she was, like, undefeated. It was the week before WrestleMania, before she was facing Charlotte, I believe. Um, and I knew it was a big deal. I knew, you know, you're enhancement talent. You're just there to, to take your 30-second loss. But it was a big deal to me because I felt like every opportunity is almost an interview, right? So I'm going to be on live television. I know I have to nail this. I want people to see what I'm capable of. And granted, I didn't know a lot, but I knew that, I could deliver four lines of a promo. Um, I could do what I was asked of, and that was it. You you just feel like now everyone's going to see what, what they're dealing with, like who I am. So I kind of tuned out the emotions, and it was go mode. So now I have to ask too now. You said it snowballed after that. So I one of my um, my friends, she was on the show almost a year ago and she had a match versus Lacey Evans on SmackDown and she told me like how you know what happened after that you know with like her career and all and I, I have to ask for you like 
how did that moment impact you? Did you get like a lot of, you know, social media interaction with fans? Did you, a lot of podcasts reaching out to you, stuff like that? It did. I had a lot of podcasts. They want to know what that experience is like. Um, I was going by a different name at the time as the manager, so no one really knew where to find me. So I just remember that night, my husband and I were just like vanity searching Jamie Frost and everyone that had said Jamie Frost we were um, tagging my Twitter handle and I just changed my name to Jamie Frost immediately. I picked up a bunch of followers and then um, I knew I really had to get serious about training. And it's, it's different when you debut on one of the biggest stages in the world. It feels, I guess, like you're just, you can't wait to get back to that place. And that was the goal then. And it's not necessarily what it is now. Um, but, you know, then you go back to working in front of, like, 100 people, and it feels very, very different. But, you know, fast forward two years later, I've grown to really, really appreciate the fans, right? Especially now, um, we're lucky we still get to have some people in front of us, and I'm an independent contractor. And that's kind of, you know, I make my own schedule. I ask for, for what I want, and sure, we could all make some more money, but that's also on me. And, you know, your hustle is your own hustle with merchandise and everything. So, you know, it's not so bad being an independent contractor. Everyone thought the big stage was the goal, but, you know, it's nice because the non-wrestling folks, I guess, think you made it if they see you on television. But real wrestling fans understand that you can still make a living and be happy doing what you love as an independent wrestler. Yeah, and that's, like, the beauty of being an independent wrestler. You're not you know, you don't have a contract. You're not obligated to work this and that day. You can, you know, make your own schedule. And I think that's really cool. And, you know, as long as you're doing well, as long as you're getting the bookings, I mean, you're pretty set. I mean, you know, you can kind of do things that, you know, that you're, you're saying and all that kind of stuff. And I have, you know, you mentioned merch. I, I do have to ask because when I came to your merch table, when I when you had the September event, you had those little snow globes. How much are they? Because I was really, you know, thinking about getting one. <laughs> I sell the snowballs for twenty dollars. Oh wow, that's that's a little cheaper than I thought. I was expecting like fifty or something like that. But I think that's really, really cool. Um, I wish I would have known. Yeah. Well, let me know. I can ship one out to you. Okay. I just discovered that they don't explode or anything when they ship. I'll definitely, yeah. Like, I'll only bring one or two to a show. Yeah, I saw the one, and I was like, wow, I really want that. But I was like, because I don't like to ask in person. And then, oh, I know it's too expensive or something like that. So I was like, uh. And I and I had a lot of money left over, too, after um after I was done getting everything in the September event. I was, I was better with, you know, October, you know, um, a few weeks ago. I, I literally brought just enough for what I really needed. But last time I had so much extra money, I, if I would have known it was 20 bucks, I would have bought it. <laughs> but Christmas is coming up. So I think I might need to get one now and put it out with the Christmas decoration. <laughs> so now my next question, what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being a professional wrestler? Oh my, there's so much. I really think um, it's hard to pinpoint any one thing that I dislike or like. Um, I think everything in life is kind of what you make it. 
right? So if you get yourself into a really sticky situation, it's kind of, well, you asked for that. And not everything. Like, I had a hard time starting. And I think it's because I was a nobody and then all of a sudden was on television and then I didn't know how the business worked. And, you know, you have to grow and learn how things are. But um, I think people are worse off when their attitudes are bad and things are harder or more difficult for them. But the best part of pro wrestling is definitely the fans. Like, that's why we do this. It's really hard to perform for no one. I still will. I still like wrestling. Um, I'm a physically, um, like, I'm an athlete. I love to be physically active. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any one thing, though. Yeah, I can imagine there's just being so many different things. When you're doing what you love, there's not just one thing that you like about it, you know, like there right. there, there has to that's be a lot. Of my music, right? Like that's not my favorite thing, but I think it's awesome. Like when your music hits and you're back there and it's like, that's that moment, those moments. And I think it's an indescribable feeling because you have those moments throughout. And like, that's just like having a brawl with someone. And I did a snowball fight on the outside to the chair. And that moment, knowing that, like, I was right on target, it's a great feeling. You feel, like, proud that your work and, and your craft is going the way you want it to go, right? Because not everything goes the way it's planned ever. And not everything is even planned in wrestling. So um, there's all just little moments you take away and little things that a fan might say or might make you or say at the merch table. There's so much that makes it so great. Yeah, and, like, as far as, like, the fans, have you, like, as a fan, okay, as a fan, like, anytime we interact with you all, it is, like, a really big deal, you know, like, meeting our favorite wrestlers at their merge table, interactions with them on social media, like, that stuff means a lot to us, so how does it feel like being in, like, the spot that you are knowing that the littlest things that you do make such a big impact on someone else's life? I try not to think that I have a really big impact, but I want to know that I can make an impact. And I think, you know, the days of super kayfabe are over. Like, let's be honest, I'm a bad guy in the ring. I'm, I'm cutthroat. I'm cold-hearted. But when it comes to being at the table, sure, people should stay in gimmick and in character. But my character is still, you know, that's who I am when I'm, when I'm fighting people. But I'm respectful. I'm lady. And I'm proper first. And I give that respect to the fans. And that's, that's why we do that. And I think if you have a certain character that is just 100% heel all of the time, then you can carry that to the table, right? And on social media. But because we're asked to be different people at different promotions right now, like sometimes I'm, I'm face, sometimes I'm heel, you can't project a heel mentality all of the time. And, and I don't want people to think I'm an asshole in real life um, because it does mean a lot to me, right? Like it's important. And I don't know. I, I want people to feel like they matter. I don't want to big league anyone when you get to a, a place where you just think you don't have time for people is that's a really bad place to be. So it's important to me to take the time to talk to people and reach out and respond to comments because they're taking the time to appreciate us. Yeah, because, like, 
other than maybe like little kids, you know, us fans, we understand that it's a character you're portraying, you know, in the ring. Like we we know that's not who you are outside of the ring. And like for me, the last thing I want to do is go to one of my favorite wrestlers and them just kind of be like rude or mean to me at the merch table and stuff like that. Um, it, it's cool. Like I understand that some wrestlers, they're very dedicated with their character and they do not want to break kayfabe. And that's cool. Um, there's wrestlers I've had on the show that straight up said they don't do merch tables because of that you know they will sell their merch you know online or something like that and i totally respect that um yeah i respect that and i think there's a place for it i don't think um right now my character has a place for it just because it's one thing if you build a name and like i said you're 100 that way but right now when i'm i'm lady frost i'm not just like the evil villain of everything forever right so mm -hmm. i don't think i don't carry that with me like i don't want to upset anyone i don't want anyone who thinks that it's personal unless you know i'm getting paid a lot of money to make people really mad then that's what i'll do <laughs> Exactly. And like you mentioned, too, cause because of you being an ind independent pro contractor, you know, you may be this at this event and that at the other event. And that's funny because I have actually experienced that. I went to an MCW event last year in February and I saw Trisha Dora. She was a heel. Two or three weeks later at the primetime wrestling event that you were at, she was a face. So it's kind of like you were a heel two weeks ago and now you're a face. Like that's like the really cool thing. Of, you know about in the independent pro wrestling you never really know what you're going to get it just depends on what the promotion wants you to do and stuff like that and um it, is that kind of a challenge too like because you can't 100 percent be any one character you kind of have to change depending on what the promotion wants so is that like a, how much of a challenge uh, it's not so much character i think you know you are who you are but it's just tweaked in different situations and I think certain matches call for different facets of your character. So I think, you know, Lady Frost has great facets and then she has really cold facets and she has really chill, mellow facets. And I guess it's what you tap into in that given day and, and what your environment is. So move sets, you know, that's one thing I, I have a, a hard time sometimes because I do have an arsenal that is flippy or lucha style. So I think people expect you to be a baby face if you have flippy moves. And I think times are changing though. Like you can still be a character and have cool moves. Um, it's just where you place them and how you deliver them and what intent behind them. Um, but I do have promotions like, no, you do all that flippy shit. So you're going to be a, a good guy. And it's not always that cut and dry. And if I think that that's not going to benefit me or that's not how I want to be portrayed, then, you know, it's very difficult for me to work a tag match with my husband. Like we do a lot of intergender tag stuff. It's, we have yet to work face ever as a, a tag team. So and I think that's just what we've settled into. Everyone knows that's what we are. And we're still kind of being established because not everyone does intergender wrestling. But as far as a singles competitor, I would prefer working in a tag all of the time, but I understand women's wrestling, you know, it just requires one female. So <laughs> I'm kind of more flexible, right? And that and that's like the traditional thing though like as far as like the acrobatic acrobatic stuff like that like it is traditionally like a face kind of thing because most promotions they want 
you the fans to boo the heels it's hard to boo someone who's doing all this exciting moves and stuff like that so i get it but we are seeing that more in wrestling where your heels they're doing a lot of cool moves they're you know they're doing really all these ex exciting stunts and stuff like that and i just feel like that's just wrestling evolving like it's not what it used to be and i like that and um you know yeah i mean it to me it's just let the wrestler go out and do what they do and you know what they do best and for you you're very high flying flippy stuff as you said and you're also similar face i promise you no one wants to watch me chain wrestle for 10 minutes than rather watch me do something acrobatic because that's what i'm that's my wheelhouse right i didn't train for 15 20 years in ground game wrestling that's not my forte and that's it's not going to showcase who I am and what I'm capable of. So healer face, it doesn't matter. I know where my wheelhouse is and it's in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to ask, when you first started wrestling back in 2018, are you where you expected yourself to be? Are you further than where you expected to be? You know? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I expected. I really don't. I guess I kind of, I was on a one track to get back to WWE. I had done some more extra work with them and then had a tryout with them in December. And I kind of had the feeling like, okay, well, this is where I'm going to be. Like they saw me, they're going to look at me. But now I'm to the point where, you know, if they didn't want me brand new to train me from scratch, they saw me how many times they heard me cut, how many promos. Um, I'm not what they want. And I had to get to the point where, I'm not going to beg anyone, right? This is who I am. I don't necessarily want to change. I don't know what they want. I don't really care. So I had to find the joy in where I was at wrestling and I didn't have any expectations. I just wanted to get better. I think I've always just wanted to be a respectable wrestler and not just a gimmick. Um, and the character is evolving. My moveset's evolving. My understanding of pro wrestling is evolving. And that's all I can ask for right now, especially in these crazy times. But, like, the thing about that is I would never let, like, anything like that discourage you because you may not be what they wanted then, but you may be what they want in the future, you know, because I know there's plenty of wrestlers who've gone through there several times. Ember Moon, she got denied, I know, at least once, and they eventually came back to her. Like, it's just, you know, like I said, it, it may just be depend on who's there in the recruiting process. I don't know how it works. I'm not there. I don't know if the same people are there, you know, recruiting and stuff like that. But, like, you know, you may, you know, as time goes by, you may evolve and they may like what you've turned into kind of stuff. But, like, I could definitely see you being in that position in the future. You know, you're definitely talented enough. You got a really cool character. You're not just a wrestler who goes out there and wrestles. You have a a character, and that's what that's a big thing about WWE. They don't want just a wrestler, black and white. They want a character, promo skills, all that kind of stuff. And you have everything. You know, it's just only a matter of time before you know they actually pull the trigger on you. You know, as long as you keep trying, obviously. But I could definitely see, and, and the fact that you work with them as Jamie Frost, they know who you are too. So it's that's always good for you. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. <laughs> and now my next question for you, um, non-wrestling related. What about you that has nothing to do with wrestling that you would want your fans to know about you? That I would want them to know about me. 
Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like we're pretty transparent on social media. Like, we don't really talk about everything personal, but um, a lot of our life as a tag team is out there as husband and wife in real life. Um, we take fitness very seriously, not because we hate our bodies or want to change or punish ourselves. We want to help people understand to love themselves and feel good about themselves and be healthy. And healthy is, is happy. And I think that's, um, you know, important to kind of know the difference. It's not just a vanity thing for pro wrestling. Like I was into fitness well before wrestling happened and it's for good intentions, not just like, Hey, look at my six pack, which I don't have. <laughs> I'm working on one again, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's more than just vanity. I think that's important to know. So for anyone who's, you know, trying to get in better shape, what are some tips that you would share, want to share to them? So it's interesting because, you know, I give advice out all day. I get paid to do that. But I read a really interesting quote because I, I kind of grew up in like the black or white, all or nothing mentality. Like if you're, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. But I read a quote um, or, or an article and it was kind of like, yes, still do that. Like you don't want to work out, but if you get 10 minutes, sure, it's not a full workout, but you still got 10 minutes and that's better than nothing. So maybe if you can't commit to doing something wholeheartedly, it's still enough. It's still effort. It's still a step in the right direction. And maybe that 10 minutes turns into 20 and then maybe next week it turns into a full workout and then you want to go again. Um, people ask like, where do you get your motivation? Things like that. I think really you have to understand sometimes it's just you build a habit out of something and then you take away what feels good and what doesn't. I cannot work out in the morning. It's not good for me. It's not good for my body, my joints. I don't like it. So why would I, I'm not a marathon runner. I'm not going to run. I hate running. So I'm not going to, there are a million workouts for anyone. Find the one that you like, stick with something, ask someone for advice, pay someone. That's what we get paid to do is, is help people kind of find that niche and whatever makes them happy, but just start, just go. It's not like, well, we'll start tomorrow. It's no, if you get five minutes, if you start with stretching, you just got to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's the stretching part. I have such tight muscles and I always, I'll say, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to do all these stretches and then tomorrow comes and I'm like, okay, I'm about to do this, but let me check Facebook. Let me check YouTube. Oh, there's this 20 minute video on YouTube. I want to watch And then it's like, Oh, I kind of need to go to bed now. I got work early in the morning. So it's, 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 it's not necessarily like not having enough time. It's just getting the motivation to do it. That's like the issue with me. I used to go for walks and jogs a lot. I love doing, you know, cardio. I know you mentioned you don't like it. I love cardio. It's, oh, it's, I do. I do cardio. I just don't, you don't run. You I don't run. Cardio. Okay. You hate running. Okay. I think it comes down to making yourself a priority, mm -hmm. right? It's not like I don't have time or I want to look at this. You just put things away and you put yourself first and you do things that are good for your body, your mind, your spirit. And that's hard to do, especially when like the world is crumbling and you want to self-destruct and you, you want to eat over something you're sad about. You want to drink over it. You want to smoke over it, whatever it is. That's not really putting yourself first in a good way, right? You're just kind of like upset about everything. And I think people fail to realize like once you get out of your element and go somewhere, if it's a walk, if it's the gym, if it's a different room, you get into a different headspace. You have to think about what you're doing. 
so you don't get hurt. You have to watch yourself in a mirror for your form. Then you're forced to not think about the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for, for 20 minutes, that's your, that's your time for, for just you. And that's important to have. Now you're going off on tangents here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's good. I mean, I know you're really big in the working out and all that kind of stuff. So obviously, like it triggered you. And you know, like that, that's totally cool. Like I, I like that. I like when you know it's not just now me asking you a question and, and you answering it. It's you like being very passionate about talking about you know working out and staying in shape and stuff like that. I, I like that. And I'm gonna really like you know, remember that and start thinking about that kind of stuff. Cause that's what I really need to do is, you know, I, I do have a hard time finding time to, you know, between work, I take online courses, I got the podcast, you know, I do, you know, I don't get a lot of time to do stuff for myself, like, you know, working out and stuff like that. But I'm going to start remembering that. Okay. Well, I have 10 minutes. Let me do some push ups real quick or some stretches and all stuff like that. It's, it's and then I'll start working and I will make sure that I will make some progress on that. Okay. Now, my last question that I have for you, what is your end game, you know, with wrestling? Like, where do you want to be when it's all said and done with your career? There's no end game for me. I think um, we can't predict the future. We never, anything that I've tried to accomplish in wrestling has never came to fruition. It was always a, you know, I went off course and it landed me somewhere else. And I went off course and it landed me somewhere else. And who knows where I'm, I'm meant to be, where I'm going to be, if I ever get anywhere else. But um, I try not to focus too much on things that are so far out of reach. It's great to have goals, but it's better to be happy all of the time. Because if you're happy in the moment, you're going to keep doing the right things and good things are going to happen. Exactly. Like your happiness is, you know, one of the most important things for you. If you're not happy doing what you're doing, then why are you doing it? You know? Absolutely. Well, Lady Cross, um, this was a really fun interview. You know, it was definitely really fun learning, you know, more about you. And and it was definitely really fun talking about, you know, your match with Riley Shepard at the Goddesses Award. Just hearing, you know, it from you and you talking about it, you know, because like I mentioned, it was such a great match. And just hearing your own personal feedback about it. Now it's like, it makes me really want to talk to Riley now and see how she felt about it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm eager to see what she says too. But that was one of my favorite matches for sure. I'm glad it, it resonated and people enjoyed it. And hopefully we get a part three, but we'll have to see. (laughs) Yep. So do you want to share any of your social media with all the listeners? I am Real Lady Frost across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And I have a big cartel, ladyfrost.bigcartel.com. Make sure you all check out um, Lady Frost on all social media and also make sure you check out and get some of her merch. Um, For us, make sure you give us a sub on YouTube, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you all for tuning in. And then one last thank you to you, Lady Frost, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. Thank you. All right, thank you all for tuning in.